Welcome to the Fat Monk Podcast. Tales of meeting an unorthodox Taoist and his friends amongst the mountains and waters of China. Written by Xiaoya Xingzhe and read by Nick Dent. Chapter 16 Trigrams Mountain to Marsh. After our session on the hillside, we picked our way down the now dark path before I remembered what we had been arguing about in his room. You were saying that two solid lines together were pure yang and called lao yang, old yang, and the same with yin. Two broken lines were lao yin, old yin, which is pure yin. Yes, and you had some weird point about ageism and... Yes, never mind that, but why is pure yang and pure yin old? Well, as you know, when things reach an extreme, they change. Wu ji bi fan, right? Old yang is about to change into a mixed pattern. Yang yin, xiao yin, and old yin is about to change into yang yang, xiao yang. Oh. By then we had reached his room again. He sat down at his desk while I fired up the stove and searched around for the tea-making implements. I looked over. He had pulled out a ream of paper, peeled off a piece, and was wetting his brush and ink. By the time the water was boiling for the tea, he had drawn a series of solid and broken lines in sets of three. I poured the boiling water into the pot and carried the pot and cups over to the ledge by his desk. Once we have the four basic yin and yang patterns, he said, a pure yang, pure yin, half yang, and half yin, then we are able to discuss certain basic qualities, four types of situations, two extremes, and two types of mixture. He showed me the first piece that he had drawn earlier, one with two yin lines, a yin and a yang line, a yang and a yin line, and two yang lines. That can be useful for things such as describing the fundamental qualities of the four seasons, the four winds, or for any other circumstances which we have divided into four. But it really does not allow for anything beyond the basic yes, no, maybe yes, or maybe no. He put away that sheet and pulled off the next, which had eight groups of three lines. If we add another line, however, we can really increase the flexibility and the level of complexity we can describe. Notice how we have the four basic patterns, and to each, we have added a yin line and a yang line. I had poured out the tea and served him his cup. He made a face. You left it steeping too long. Oh yes, I forgot, you like it bitter. He smacked his lips and said, but that's another good illustration of an important topic. What, I said. You like it bitter because you have only learned to taste with your tongue. I pursed my lips, thinking, where else should I taste things? Your body has many organs of taste, not just the tongue. I'm sure you have realized how important the nose is for taste. The most subtle aspects of this tea, however, should be tasted with the throat. 
We have talked about how the word for sweet is a picture of the throat, right? He drew the character with his finger. Gan. Then he went on. There are other locations around the body where the subtle perception and tasting of various types of essence can take place. Organs, if you will, dormant in most people, but capable of being awakened. With one hand, he rapidly touched a series of spots at different places on his body. I had the fleeting impression of a Christian crossing himself. Strangely, I had a fuzzy feeling of what he meant, like the vague stirring of a forgotten skill. What places, I said. He looked down briefly, then up again. Actually, places is the wrong word. Thinking of them as concrete locations can cause all sorts of problems. They are more like convenient areas upon which one may focus attention for specific purposes and limited times. He looked at me sternly. Only under the supervision of a teacher. No experimentation. Despite repeated entreaties, he refused to say more. I sulked for a while. He ignored me and went back to the illustrations on the paper. I don't have to tell you that these are the eight trigrams, the bagua. Each has its peculiar quality and a range of associations that begin to allow for a whole symbolic language of quality and change. It is incredibly fascinating. I stifled a yawn. Just at that moment, it was not so fascinating. But I knew there was no diverting him, so I asked, Okay, what are the most fundamental qualities? Qian is heaven. Kun is earth, he said. We looked at that before, just like we saw that Li is sun and Kan is moon. Li also means fire, and Kan also means water. What about the rest, I said, to hurry him along. This one is mountain, he said, pointing. It's called Gun. Why? Why what? Why is it mountain, or why is it called gun? Why does one solid line on two broken lines mean mountain? Broken lines are yin, unmoving, earth. A solid line is yang, moving, living. Lots of earth, with a film of living things on top, is just like a mountain. Okay, I said grudgingly, but what about this one? I pointed to the trigram that looked like its opposite, a yang line and two yin lines above it. That is thunder, chen, activity in the midst of stillness, precisely the quality of a sudden thunderclap. I was beginning to get excited. And I have heard that lightning starts in the ground. It looks like whoever designed these symbols knew that. But how is that even possible? Settle down, he said. We don't know what they knew. And as far as I understand it, lightning is actually the result of charges building up in both the heavens and the earth that meet. That attraction of opposites is perfectly consistent with yin-yang theory, as you would expect. Okay, what about this one? That is shun, wind. Now you think and tell me why. I looked at the trigram. One broken line and two yang lines above it. Broken is yin, I stillness, I thought. 
Yang is movement. Lots of movement over stillness, I pronounced. He grinned. You're beginning to get the hang of this. How about the last one? I grimaced. That was not fair. He was not even telling me the name of the association first. Okay, I thought, let's have a look anyway. Two young lines under a broken line. Lots of activity under a single film of stillness. A volcano? He smiled. Not bad. Very close in one sense. But no. I thought for a long while. Close to a volcano. Finally, I gave up. Tell me then. It is Dui, a body of water. It looks still on the top, but underneath it is totally fluid. How is that close to a volcano? I asked with outrage. Well, Dui also means speech and joy. That's what I was thinking of with the volcano. Feelings get pent up and burst out in speech. So these trigrams can each mean several things? Lots. But you asked for the most fundamental, remember? He pointed to Shun. This is wind, as we said. But it also means vegetation. How does that work? Basic Chinese medicine theory. Didn't you say you had friends who taught you some basics? Yes, I admitted hesitantly. Well, wind is associated with wood, and both are in the east. Here we can see that lots of activity over a still foundation can just as well show the growth of vegetation as it can the flow of wind. But wind is so much faster. From one point of view, he said, placing his hand on the desk, say that of a being who lives for millions of years, the growth and decay of a mountain can look like an explosion. The sudden shift in viewpoint seemed to freeze my brain. He leaned over and, lifting one finger under my chin, shut my mouth. We headed to the dining hall for some dinner, and while waiting for Cook to finish his chores, I said, He never described what you called the other two most important trigrams, Khan and Li. What about them? Well, anything. The meaning of their names, for example. It's easy in one case, a bit more difficult in the other, he said, seating himself. Why is it difficult? I took a place opposite him. Because I don't know. We'll have to ask Cook. He poured us both some tea from the thermos on the table. Okay, how about the easy one? All right, Khan, the one yang line between two yin lines, is written like this. He dipped his finger in tea and outlined the character on the table. It is water, danger, hidden. I frowned. I thought you said it was the moon. Yes, it is. Some explain it as the moon reflected in the water, that shiny yang line in the midst of the dark yin lines. So what does that have to do with... Remember Li Bai? The poet who died reaching for the moon and the water? He looked wistful, then grinned. Of course, going boating while drunk is just asking for trouble. Still, it shows the idea of falseness, depth, and deadly danger. 
He looked around. Speaking of danger, we'd better... We queued up, got some food, and headed back to our table. Sitting down, we ate for a moment in silence. Then I remembered. You were going to explain the name, I said, my mouth full. Oh, yes. Well, look at it. He sketched the character again. The character Khan is made up of two bits, Tu and Chen, Earth and Lack. What lacks Earth? Oh, that rang a bell in my mind. I thought back. Yes, wasn't the English translation for Khan the abyss or something? He was still speaking. And then water runs into it. A hole is also the most basic form of trap. Oh, and Khan also stands for ears. I took our now empty bowls up to the cleaning area where the novices had their sleeves rolled up and had a look for Cook. He was still bustling around, probably organizing the next day's breakfast. Back at the table, I said, Cook is still working. What about the other trigram? Lee? I said, I don't know why it is called that. But what about all the other stuff, what it stands for and things? Well, you know it means sun, fire, light, brightness, beauty, clarity, and so on. And that broken yin line in the middle? He looked at me reprovingly. You told me that you had gone all over that with the hermit one time when you met him in the woods, remember? He took you to this little cave, and you said the two of you had talked over the Hutu, the river diagram, in detail. You even quoted what he said about fire being unable to leave its fuel or something as showing what that broken line in the midst of Lee meant. Oh yeah, but that had been another time, another life. Just then we saw Cook approaching, carrying a tray. He set two steaming bowls down in front of us, and one for himself. Sweet azuki bean soup, he said. Taste it. It was thick, rich, and delicious. A hint of aged mandarin peel, said the fat monk, licking his lips. He lifted his spoon, showing off something white and round. And lotus seed. Yes, with some sago, a bit of lungan, and sweetened with rock sugar, Cook said. He beamed at us while we finished the dessert. Then he looked serious, turned to me and said, So, where have you gotten to in your I Ching study? Basically, just the eight trigrams and their meanings, said the acting abbot. But we both have a question. Do you know the origin of the name Li for the trigram? The cook squinted his eyes, thinking. Actually, yes, I looked into that a while back. Yes, I remember. Li used to be the name of what we call the Hongli, the Chinese oriole. According to the Guishu Shuo Wen, when this bird appeared in the springtime, it was the signal for the young women to leave their own homes and travel to the homes of their future husbands. He took a sip of his red bean soup, then continued. Eventually, the word came to be associated with leave, and another word was found for the bird. So, just as the sun leaves the earth at dawn in the east, this trigram is also associated with the east, 
the sun, and leaving. Cook, you are a hidden scholar, said the fat monk. Are you all finished here? Yes, I am. Cook looked at me. Ready for your reading? I was suddenly and unaccountably nervous. Yes, I faltered. Also to be continued. Thank you for listening to the Fat Monk Podcast. Produced by Ben Thomas, with music by Flora Carbo. Please like and subscribe, and go to the show notes for links and further content. If you'd like to become a material supporter of the podcast, click on the coffee button at the bottom of the show notes. Thank you.